Man, it is that time live on a Friday from 55 South here in Brentwood. Beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. It is 104.5 The Zone. We're having a great time. Blaine and Mickey are going to keep the party going. 3HL right on after that. People are coming in. Happy hour uh, begins at 2 if you would like to imbibe at 55 South. They've also got a killer brunch Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2.30. Two-for-one mimosas, two-for-one sangrias. Uh, all chicken and waffles, huevos rancheros. Yum. Sounds like a good time. In the meantime, we've been talking, uh, we've been talking a lot about the NFL draft. We've been talking a lot about Caleb Farley. We've been talking about, uh, we've been, to- well, we had the opportunity to talk to Warren Moon. And so what Warren Moon had to say is we spent a lot of time on the quarterbacks, their landing spots, and what made the most sense, who was in the best position. And, it, the conversation ultimately wandered to what A.J. Brown had tweeted at Warren Moon asking about the number one, the retired number one for the Houston Oilers and the Tennessee Titans franchise. So this was Warren Moon on the radio show because A.J. has entered the chat on Periscope. He's hanging out. He wants to know if Warren Moon actually said this. So, Lucas, if for A.J. Brown and the good people – we could deliver Warren Moon's message to A.J. Brown. Yeah, it was brought to my attention, and I, um, I, I thought it was very flattering of him to, uh, to reach out and, and say those things. Um, but he kind of talked himself out of the number. So uh, <laughs> I, I thought it at least uh, deserved a conversation because, you know, I never wore the number as a Titan. I did wear it as a, as a oiler, and uh, it was retired because I was an oiler. But because everything switched over to the Titans, that number's never been worn as a Titan. So that's something I'd be willing to discuss with him if he wants to. Otherwise, uh, we can leave it as is. But um, he's off to a tremendous career already early in his career. And I um, have really watched him play a lot, really love the way he plays the game, the way he carries himself. And uh, it'd be an honor for him to wear that number if, if uh, it got to that. AJ, man, it doesn't get any clearer than that. Call Warren Moon. <laughs> Go get the number, bud. 615-737-1045. It would be an honor for Warren Moon, who values the number as a Titan for sure. Or, excuse me, the number as an Oiler for sure, as an NFL Hall of Famer in the number one for the Houston Oilers. But for the Titans, for the Titans, this number is yet to be, uh, yet to be enshrined. And so what we have from Warren Moon is a direct message because we closed out the segment with Warren Moon. And if you missed the podcast, go check it out. But Warren had a very direct message for A.J. at the end of the show. Tell uh, A.J. the let's talk one day. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk. A.J., give this man a call. <laughs> I don't know if he's still in the chat on Periscope, but hopefully that got to him. And if it didn't, I'll make sure it gets to him. <laughs> because he should. You know, I've been, I, I really, I'm not somebody who's been interested in, in uh, NFL players or like skill position players. Uh, the number changes. I'm really not down with the number changes, but that's a cool moment. There he is. Brown one Arthur. Done deal. All right, AJ. Go give him a, go give him a ring. We're happy that we could facilitate here today on 104.5 The Zone. That'll be cool. That'll be cool to see. And it, uh, Warren Moon is such a, such an incredible person to be able to talk to. It was funny to see the way that all played out on social media. Uh, with AJ, you know, initially looking to, looking to seek out the player who, had the number one retired during his great career in the NFL and not just a great career in the NFL, but so many different spots in such a 
such a difficult journey to get to the NFL. All of the things that Warren Moon had to struggle against, but to see AJ kind of do his research in real time and realize, oh wow, this dude is like <laughs> this dude is a Hall of Famer. He led the league in passing twice, went to nine Pro Bowls, and that's outside of that's outside of everything that he did in the CFL. Out here winning Grey Cups on the regular, Warren Moon, incredibly cool, very cool to be able to talk to him for the first time, and I'm glad that we could facilitate that. For AJ Brown. 615 737 1045 is the number that you call. 615 737 1045. Live out here at 55 South. Titans draft day two. Titans radio coverage is going to begin. Is going to begin at 6 p.m. tonight. They're going to be at Nissan Stadium. I heard the Virgin Hotel draft party was a great time. I saw that uh, Lance Smith and Eddie George had a good time on the virtual draft party that they were hosting. Javon Curse, CJ2K, a lot of big names hanging out there at the, uh, at the draft parties, the various draft parties that the Titans were able to put on. But now rounds two and three. Very obvious needs at several positions because you've already drafted best player available in the first round. Now, fortunately for you, it worked out that it also satisfied a need. But wide receiver, still something that you need to address. Tight end, outside linebacker, offensive lineman, probably both tackle and guard because Roger Saffold is a good player, but at some point you're going to need a Roger Saffold contingency uh, plan. John Moss tweets in or writes in on Periscope, can't wait to hear about Farley versus Brown battles in practice. Iron sharpens iron. Those are. I, I hope that I hope that we get a more tr- a more normal training camp. Uh, training camp was close to normal with the way that we were able to attend and watch practice, and the Titans did a great job at making that available to us. Uh, but uh, but with today's selections, Elijah Moore still on the board. He's a bit of an obsession for all of you. I want to know where you think, whether it's a position, whether it's a specific player, where you think the Titans should go with their three picks that they still have at this point, assuming that no trades are made, which, as we know with John Robinson, not a safe assumption. But 53rd overall, 85 and 100. 85 and 100, both in the third round of today's NFL draft. What position do you want to see the Titans come out of day two with? I think they need a tight end, a wide receiver, an outside linebacker, not necessarily in that order. I think that Kendall Lamb and Ty Sambrello is not an ideal competition at right tackle. I think you could use some help there, but people feel pretty good about the tackle depth in this draft. I don't know if that extends to the fourth and fifth round. I can't imagine it does, but you know, you, you often find uh, you often find a draft steal in John Robinson. I mean, honestly, eats in the fifth round. Got a feeling 53 is Osai if he is there, says Kenston Farmer on Periscope. You can weigh in on any variety of ways because we're live streaming the show. You can hang out. You can even if you even if you're not coming to 55 South, which you should be because the food smells incredible. I don't. Mickey Ryan has a monster sandwich in front of him. Mickey. What the hell is that thing? <laughs> po boy. Good God, I am so hungry now. The show is it's such an inconvenient time. It is being posted on the where, where is that going, Rich? On the 104.5 The Zone Instagram handle, Instagram story. Go check it out at 104.5 The Zone is where you follow the radio station for all of <laughs> documenting all of the things that we are stuffing into our faces before before 
Mickey and uh, Blaine and Mickey begin and immediately after when I go, you know, face first into one of those things. That looks delightful. 615-737-1045. The situation tonight for the Titans. Let's read you some names that are available that they might be interested in. Wide receivers, there's obvious, obvious talent there. Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall, Amari Roger, uh, the the USC wide receiver. There's a couple of them, but uh, Amon Ra St. Brown. A little bit of my Egyptian heritage, it seems. And on Amon Ra's uh, first name, Sun God, 615-737-1045. But first, we go to the phones. Lucas, who we got? Alex from Nashville is here with us on the radio show. What's going on, Alex? Uh-oh. <laughs> Did Alex sink sink into the sports talk radio caller C uh, just evaporated? His question Maybe. was, he did give me his question before I, I put him on his line fell there, but it was, is it possible the Titans re-signed Dennis Kelly to a one-year deal, which I told him, probably not. Uh, he's speaking of Dennis Kelly, that jerk. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, probably not. Listen, we, you're going to see a third wave of free agency. Uh, you're going th- to see a third wave of free agency after teams work through their draft, which is, not, which is often, uh, often the case, but this year it's a little different because you have a lot wider variety, a lot bigger names. Dennis Kelly, maybe you don't consider to be a big name, but he's a substantial piece for the right team. Now, I don't know if Dennis is interested in coming back, but speaking of Dennis Kelly, that jerk, I had a bad moment with Mike Vrabel and John Robinson last night (laughs) on the Zoom call. I uh, I was unprepared to ask my question. I didn't even realize that I had requested to ask a question in the chat, but apparently I did, and I was distracted. So, Robbie Boren of Titans PR, calls my name. I'm unprepared. I've got my, I'm doing the A to Z Sports live stream draft show during the press conference. I've muted my mic on the draft show. I'm doing the Zoom call on my iPad, and I'm trying to scramble to figure out how to unmute myself on the iPad, and I posted the result of that interaction where Mike Rabel, just the worst, worst eye roll. <laughs> the lo- the, you could feel the disappointment exuding through the Zoom. Is it a good thing or a bad thing that I don't feel like those don't phase me anymore? Like I feel like it's what are we we're 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 heading into year four with Mike as the head coach here, and there have been so many dismissive looks. <laughs> there have been so many eye rolls. There have been so many moments where he just you know rips one of us for being stupid, like not being able a year plus into the pandemic understanding how to unmute myself on Zoom, even if I'm on my iPad, like just the. <laughs> I, they, that, it doesn't even bother me anymore. The way that he just stares through my soul. <laughs> I feel like it's a bad thing. I feel like I need to... I, I, the, only, the only way to be held accountable, it seems, is uh, through public shame. But who has nothing to be ashamed of ever for anything that he's ever done in his life? Coach Dave McGinnis, Titans Radio. Titans Radio's head coach joins us next to talk all things draft, Caleb Farley, and so much more here on 104.5 The Zone. Man, everybody's trying to vibe on a Friday. The vibe is good out here at 55 South in Brentwood on 104.5 The Zone. I'll tell you who killed it last night. Titans Radio, the entire crew, Rhett Bryan, Mike Heath, Amy Wells, Coach Dave McGinnis, who joins us now on 104.5 The Zone. Mac, I was, I could not, I, I have such a great appreciation for the work that the four of you and everybody else who goes into the production of that thing, because I know it's an incredibly big team effort. But I have so much appreciation for the work that you guys do, because now working at the zone, 
I get to see what Rhett does behind the scenes, and I get to kind of understand the process that you all go through. It couldn't have been better executed last night. Uh, congratulations. I know you guys have two more rounds to go tonight when Titans Radio takes over at 6 o'clock, but just a, a, an incredibly job well done by all. Thank you, Buck. It's very kind of you to say. I mean, we take great pride in what we do. Of course, that stems from, you know, and again, I thought the opening was was tremendous with Larry so cool. Stone. Because basically Larry Stone and Mike Keith started, you know, Titans Radio. And 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 to me, it's it's something that Mike Keith and, you know, coming from Larry Stone uh, and, and continuing on have always take great pride in what in what we do. That's why when I came back, I mean, it was like joining a really good put together staff. I mean, they just the, the, the amount of detail that is involved in all of it and the work uh, I, 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 and we love doing it. You know, we really enjoy doing it. Everybody mails with each other. I thought that, you know, Amy, that was her first time to be able to host it with Rhett Bryan, Amy and Rhett Bryan hosting it, you know, uh, early on. And then Mike Keith, of course, driving it as he always does. And then I'm trying to put in some comments every now and then, like I know what I'm talking about. But anyway, it's, it was so much fun. The people really enjoyed it. It was a great party. Got to see everybody, you know, you know, I, I saw Burke Nyhill and, and, and Gil and, and was able to see Amy Adams Strunk. I mean, the whole thing was just great. It really was. And all the fans. And we're going to do it again tonight with a big group. And so thank you for saying that. And we're going to try to crush it again tonight. And they certainly will. Of course, Coach Mack and so much of what Titans Radio does is brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Healthcare coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans is like an extra set of pads when you need them the most. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Give them a look there at Farm Bureau Health Plans. All right, Max, so I, I listened to the coverage at the start. You guys, uh, they kind of they forced you, they, maybe not forced you, but they set you up to make a prediction or a player who you would like. You gave several options for the Titans at 22, but the first name out of your mouth was Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley, the selection for the Titans at 22 last night, the corner out of Virginia Tech. What do you like about him? Well, um, everything. And I mean, it, it's not, that wasn't a hard evaluation when I started watching that 2019 tape. And, yeah. you know, I've got a lot of contacts around the league and I have some position coaches call me early on in this process once they get involved. And, you know, several secondary coaches called and said, Mac, have you looked at this, looked at this kid? And I said, yes. And they said, he said, well, what do you think? <clears throat> and I said, yes. I mean, that's just, that's just it. It, it was easy, e- easy to evaluate. Now, <clears throat> he's played corner for two years. There's a lot technically he can still get better at, but he's got all the physical tools and he's got the temperament for it. I just, I just, I just love how smooth he is. I love his, his ability to stay in phase. He's a hip to hip guy. He's got length. He's got speed. I mean, you know, physically the traits were not a hard evaluation for me. You know, after all these years, I can recognize good pretty quick when I see it. And so, and, and I, I know nothing about the medical. We all know what the medical has said. John right. Robinson, you know, they asked, Last night, Mike Keith asked a very relevant question, and Amy Wells did too, about what are you, what, what's going on on the morning of the draft? What do you do? And I, and I said, one of the final things you do is you get with your medical people, and, and, and all the medical questions that you have, you get, them, you get them reaffirmed and finalized. And then the head coach, the general manager, and the owner meet, and then they discuss, okay, here's the issues. Are we willing to go here? So clearly they're very, very comfortable with it. But at 22 in this draft, I mean, at, at, as soon as he gets up uh, ready to go, that's a big, big get, Buck, because I heard you say this, and you're 100% right. It was a really 
good athlete at a position that they needed to get. And so a lot of times some things have to happen for those two to marry up. And it was, it was nice. I love the pick. I love best, it. Best player available without question. And you, 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 you have no, you, at least from, from media perspective, from fans perspective, uh, from all of our perspective, you have no, you have no ability to, to evaluate the medicals yourself and not that, like any of us would be able to evaluate the medicals, but you trust their staff and you trust their, their confidence in the, in the ability to, you know, to have done a, a thorough evaluation on them. And as Coach Mack has said very, uh, very correctly, that the first thing that you would do is recheck the medicals on draft day. Coach Dave McGinnis here with us on 104.5 The Zone, courtesy of Farm Bureau Health Plans. Mac, uh, Brable didn't want to get into it last night, understandably so. It's the only thing he wants to talk about less uh, than injuries, which, of course, they took a player who was coming off of an injury. Um, but he didn't want to get into where exactly – Farley might fit within this Titans defensive secondary. Now, I understand uh, what we saw from Christian Fulton last year was basically in two parts, where he started the bulk of the season at the beginning, playing primarily in the slot, and then injuries forced him to do a little more on the outside after he returned from injury. But uh, where where is the best use of Caleb Farley in this Titans defense, understanding what we know about it? Well, I mean, when you watch him, I mean, he can he can play both, you know. Yeah. And, and and Mike Vrabel, uh, I, I think, answered like that, you know, not because he didn't want to, it's because he's going to wait and see. And yeah. and I still don't think they're through with the secondary, Buck, you know. And 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 so that's going to make it that's going to make a difference. But he is a piece that, to me. Look, I was blessed, you know. I've coached some great players in my time, and one of them was Aeneas Williams, a Hall of Fame cornerback, when I had him with the Cardinals, and he was a match corner. So, you know, I would match him every game on their best receiver. We were in the NFC East then. I'd match him on Michael Irvin twice a year, you know. But then when we played other teams, and depending on where their best receiver lined up, that's where I would match him. So if they're going to play some match coverage, I mean, he can match with anybody that you want to. Now, how they want to get into it as far as first through third downs without matching, that's up to them. But they've got time to do to do that, to figure that out. But his skill set, I mean, he's, he's some – somebody that you can play just where you need to play. Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio here with us on 104.5 The Zone. Coach, you mentioned he only has played two years as a pure corner. Quarterback in high school, wide receiver. Oh, can you hear me now, Coach? Sorry about that. I got you. I got you. You mentioned he'd only played two years as a corner at Virginia Tech. Quarterback in high school, wide receiver when he got to campus. Considering only the two years he spent at that position, how much does that add to his value when you think about his skill set as a ball carrier, and is there anyone that comes to mind that you've evaluated in your career that had that history as a ball carrier, made that quick transition, and made it pretty seamlessly? You know what, really, and I like the question. I can't, you know, right off the top of my head, but I will tell you this. A lot of corners that come into this league in their past history have either been running backs or have been wide receivers, okay? And so he's not the he's not the first one. And mainly those types of guys that can make that transition. Here's why I like that he's able to make the transition. And you can see it in some of the things that he does. You're playing that in the secondary now as a former receiver. He can really track the ball in the air. And sometimes that's hard for corners to do. A lot of times when you're grading traits on a cornerback, one of the things that you downgrade sometimes is they're great in phase. But once the ball gets in the air, they kind of, you know, they can't hold their water. You know, they, 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 start, they, they start stumbling a little bit with it. This guy can track the ball in the air. And so I've seen guys that have gone through this transition 
But if you've got, and plus he's got really good hands. I mean, he's his 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 uh, catching ability is really really good. So what I'm saying is this: there's been guys that have done this before, and the issue is if you've got a guy that has the temperament to switch, then some of those ball tracking skills that receivers bring and the hand catching skills are a plus for a secondary player. Coach Dave McGinnis is here with us on 104.5 The Zone. Mac Day 2, rounds 2 and 3. Plenty of good talent left on the board for certain. Uh, very much falling in, in line with some of the needs that the Titans still have. They had the, fortune, uh, the good fortune to be able to draft play, best player available at 22 and also have it satisfy a need last night. But now we look at wide receiver, tight end, edge defenders. There are several what, what are you kind of going into round two and saying this, this if the situation arises? Because I think, I mean, it would be my, my first inclination, Mac, to say that they probably should avoid trading up if humanly possible. They need depth as much as they do need starters at this point. Am I wrong in thinking that way, I guess, is where I should start? No, you're right. And John Robinson said he would like to keep nine picks. Right. Because this team, this team needs, needs to retool. And, and, and he, he understands that that's where this team is now. And you're at different stages as a team, you know, season to season. But anyway, you're right. I mean, anything, anything besides uh, quarterback and running back, I think is wide open. And, and going through it with two rounds now, when we put these pods together, now day two, see, it used to be you would reset the draft, okay, because you'd draft, you'd draft rounds one, two, and three on day one. So the big reset day would be for the second day, which would be round four through seven. All right. This is a reset. Last night was a reset night. Okay. For all the staff. And today will be a reset day because you are looking now at, at two pods of players, second and third. And now the separation of those becomes a little bit more of need and a little bit more of the holes where you have them. I mean, I'll go through some of the, the, the pods here that I've got real quick, just, you know, the tight ends, Fryermuth, Brevin Jordan, uh, Tommy Trimble, and Hunter Long. Those yes. are kind of the guys that I've got, you know, in, in that tight end pod. The receiver pod that you talk about, we've got Rondale Moore from, from, from Purdue. Terrace Marshall from LSU is still out there, is a, is a player that I like. Diane Brown from North Carolina. I talked about him last night. Elijah Moore, you know, you know whose name has been, you know, on a lot of people's minds, you know, for a while here with the Titans. Dwayne Estridge from Eastern Michigan. Amari Rogers from Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amon uh, Ross, St. Brown from USC. Nico Collins from Michigan. Uh, so Tyler Wallace from Oklahoma State. There are receivers. Now, so so I've, gone, I've gone through uh, to, uh, the second pod to the third pod. So I'm going to have my eye on all of those guys. And then the offensive tackle is still, is still a viable position for me. Tevin Jenkins, to me, is at the top of that pod uh, that's going on. Liam Eichenberg from Notre Dame. Samuel Cosme from Texas. Walker Little from Stanford. And then the guy I talked about last night, you know, when we did the, the virtual uh, presentation, you know, for the virtual party yep. was, uh, you know, for later on in the draft was Brady Christensen from BYU, an older player because a lot of those BYU guys are, especially offensive linemen. Uh, James Hudson from Cincinnati, Dylan Raddance from North Dakota State. And so there's, there's players. I mean, interior offensive line, I heard you talking about the possibility of replacing are starting to to replace because Roger Saffold is a wonderful player. I've been with him for a long time in his career. But you know, you 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 got Jalen Mayfield uh, there from Michigan. That's a nice guard. Uh, ben Cleveland from Georgia. Deontay Brown, Alabama. 
Robert Hainsey from Notre Dame, who I, I really like. Trey Smith from Tennessee. Yes. This is going to be Trey Smith's day today. Today is going to be Trey Smith's day. So there, there, there you are there. So, you know, just giving you now, the edge rushers, the edge rushers were interesting to me, the way they came off. Aziz Ojolari is still, is still there on the board. <laughs> I really like his game a lot. Uh, Carlos, as Rhett Bryant says, Boogie Basham is there <laughs> from, uh, from Wake Forest. Joseph Osai from Texas, Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma, and then the, the you know, Patrick Jones is second at Pittsburgh, and Jordan Smith at UAB are really interesting guys. And what I'm doing, I'm putting I'm putting second and third pods together just for our listeners. And then the corners, I mean, they're still there. I mean, Tyson Campbell from Georgia, Eric Stokes went last night late just because of his speed factor, but Tyson Campbell is a good athlete. Elijah Molden from Washington, Asante Samuel Jr., who I like, I like his cover skills. Uh, uh, Fadi Melanfonwu from Syracuse, Paulson Adebo from Stanford. There's guys out there, Buck. It's going to be very, very interesting. And this is the part that gets fun to me because now, I mean, you can you can pretty much you don't know exactly where they're going, but skill sets for guys that at least uh, stick out a little bit for that first pod are there. These is when you start separating people. So this is one of my favorite days of the draft. And it's not like you can tell through the excitement in your voice, Mac. You don't sound like you're having any fun at all. Mike, uh, Mike Keith, Coach Mac, Rhett Bryan, Amy Wells, they're going to kill it again tonight on Titans Radio for rounds two and three, coverage beginning right after 3HL uh, here on 104.5 The Zone and across the Titans Radio Network. Mac, I, I, I don't want to – we don't know what teams' draft boards looks like, so I don't know if this is a fair question for me to ask whether anything surprised you based on how the draft order ended up breaking. This is, there's so little information out there about this draft, given the lack of, you know, just general meetings that the NFL has had the opportunity to have. But that being said, was there anything that kind of took you by surprise based on the way the first round went? Well, uh, the order of the quarterbacks. Okay. Okay. That's number one, you know, and, 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 to me, the effect of the quarterbacks on this draft, because you had people, you know, you had people uh, uh, taking different players. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, we were sitting there doing the, the draft. And I think I think you heard Amy Wells say, you know, there hasn't been very many, many trades yet. And I said, well, this is and Rhett and I both said this is kind of the sweet spot. And then, bang, all of a sudden, I mean, the earth shifted on its axis when Dave Gettleman made a trade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And so then once those things start happening, and then I think it's just like we were sitting there. I mean, there's some things you just know. I mean, you know that Jerry Jones was sitting there wanting Patrick Sertain. You oh, so badly. Sitting there. And it, as soon as Patrick Sertain is taken, how quick did they trade? And so what had happened was is they already knew there's a chance we're going to lose him. So they'd already started working that, you know, that thing out. The one guy, the one guy, Buck, and I, was, I, I, I like saying this because you ask good questions. The one guy that came off of a pod that was a little bit away from where we had, okay. Hold on, that's that's a uh, Roger Goodell calling me. <laughs> we can put him on, Mac. We can do that if you want. Yeah, we probably, call- we probably, probably don't he's, need to. He's calling in the Titans pick right now. This is why you listen to Titans Radio, Max. Max Rolodex, by the way. It's it's one the of one the guy, most the ungodly things I've ever kind seen. Of, the kind of, the, the, I didn't mean to talk over you, Buck. It's okay. Go ahead, Mac. <laughs> the one guy that kind of came out of sync for us was Peyton Turner from Houston, the mm. edge rusher. Okay. That was the, that was the one guy that, that came a little earlier 
than uh, than I had him slotted, uh, you know, in in my pod. So that that's that's that surprised me a little bit. Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio here with us on 104.5 The Zone. They are going to have so much fun giving you guys the best coverage. I mean, nobody does it better than Titans Radio. I don't just say that because I know these people, they're my friends, but because I know how hard they work at this particular thing and really at everything that Titans Radio does. So well produced, so well executed, and so very informative for, our, for all of the fans listening of football in general to follow along with. Mac, have a fantastic broadcast tonight. Of course, all of it presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They have been protecting Tennesseans uh, for, for so, so long and making sure that Titans Radio provides exceptional coverage. Mac, have a great broadcast. Thanks for stopping by. I, I know you got to be worn out at this point a little bit. Bud, thank you, brother. Thanks, Lucas. Really appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you. See you. Absolutely. Coach Dave McGinnis here with us on 104.5 The Zone. 55 South in Brentwood is packed, man. If you're not here, you're missing out. And if you're not hanging out on the radio show for the polls, you're missing out as well, because that's coming up next. I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone. 55 South in Brentwood. It is jam-packed. The food looks fantastic. Smells even better. The drinks look to be quite refreshing, and the weather is beautiful. By the way, weekly specials. Monday, $6 guacamole. Tuesday, half-price bottles of wine. Wednesday, $6 margaritas. 55 South in Brentwood. Kind enough to let us hang out here on 104.5 The Zone. We've had such a good show today. Uh, Lucas, I feel, I feel refreshed. I feel better than I have been about a day of content than I have in so, so long. <laughs> I'm so happy the mock drafts are over. It's my least favorite time of the year. Lucas, you got me? I got you. Okay. <laughs> Just nothing on that? Thanks. <laughs> Oh, God, what are the polls? <laughs> I had no response to that. Get out of here. Are you in or out on the Titans drafting Caleb Farley? 90% yeah. are in. Uh, 90%? Yeah, pretty, okay. pretty good consensus there. You know, Although, maybe it's... Adrian does reply, says, For once, I wish we could draft someone who plays day one instead of waiting four or five games for them to play, but I do not know that that is an issue with Caleb Farley. Yeah, we have no idea, right? I mean, it's just nothing to get bent out of shape about now. You have no reason to enjoy just, just, I mean, the, the amount of, the amount of tension Armando Martinez writes in on Periscope crickets of Lucas. Yes. Lucas just clearly checked out clearly already into his Friday, but, uh, he has two more hours to hang out with Blaine and Mickey. So he better get it in gear. Just slacking today. No, Lucas done a great job. Great job all week, by the way, buddy. Great job getting Warren Moon. Like I, I don't, I'm not nice enough. Do you want air? <laughs> I know I say. Nicer thanks to you with, during the commercial break. Good job out of you this week. It's been a good one. Great, great job by me. Great Who job is by QB1 you. for the Chicago Bears? We hadn't talked about this today. Justin Fields or Andy Dalton? 79% say Justin Fields. That is incorrect because according to their Twitter account, it's Andy Dalton. So <laughs> yes, 79% of you are literally wrong. literally the Chicago Bears. Just so stupid. Don't press send. Who do you want the Titans to take in the second round? A lot of Elijah Moore here, trading up to get Elijah Moore uh, from Sean. Uh, Diami Brown is the ace in the hole, according to Mike Kolick, not Mike Golick. Chris says Rondale Moore, Amari Rogers, or Perkins. And uh, another Ronnie Perkins, the edge rusher from Oklahoma. Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore. A lot of Elijah Moore, but you got to think that would take trading up and having to give up some draft capital. Don't keep it, or don't do it. 
Keep your picks. You got too many needs. In fact, find a way to make find a way to get more picks. If you're if you're just if you're going to be heartbroken if it's not Elijah Moore, I would say to you just, you know, come to terms with that now. <laughs> we hadn't really talked about him, but Amari Rogers who who one listener commented so insanely productive at Clemson for the last 2 years, really hasn't made any kind of we haven't talked about him. I don't know that we've said his name once. He's probably maybe a late second round, early third round guy. Yeah, for sure. Here's here's the problem, right? You get you get caught up, and it's and and here's where I'll I'll we should have some public accountability, right? Um, it is our job to talk about the things that the audience most cares about, and I think sometimes I at least me. Lucas does a better job than I do, but I get so obsessed with the largest set of the audience that I let some things that are worthy of discussion fall through the cracks. I feel like that's what we've done. Not, and I won't just, you know, I'll include myself in this for sure, but I think the larger draft media, you get so obsessed with the top names at wide receiver, especially when there are so many wide receivers in this draft that you, that you are neglectful in some of your coverage of them. And I think that's kind of what's happened here. Because Amari, I mean, Teron Davenport's been doing a great job with the draft evaluation process. And as long as I've known him, as long as he's been covering the Titans, and he's been on Amari Roger for the Titans uh, since uh, damn near day one, it feels like. So there are some people doing it, but it's people smarter than us. Should the Titans trade up for Ole Miss wide receiver Elijah Moore? 75% of over 500 votes are saying yes. Nope, don't do it. Keep your picks. Don't do it. Jay comments, can anyone tell me what Elijah Moore does that Rondale Moore can't? I think that is an excellent question. I mean, obviously, aside from the lack of production and Rondale Moore with the multiple injuries, I mean, the guy hasn't had a, has not had a good season since his freshman year because of the injuries. Moore was insanely productive under Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss last year. Okay, well, Lane Kiffin has the ability to do that to some people, and that's not to take anything away from Elijah Moore because he was a stud. But I have seen Rondale Moore at peak Rondale Moore. There is nothing that Rondale Moore can't, or there is nothing that Elijah Moore can do that Rondale Moore cannot do. But that also begs the question, and I know we don't know, we don't have the medicals they have, but yeah, okay, gamble on Caleb Farley, who would probably, Farley, who would probably be the number one corner if not for the back issues. Do you gamble on a guy like Rondale Moore in the second round that has hardly played in two years with injuries. I mean, how, how many times can they keep doing that before it does end up coming back to bite them? Um, until it comes back to bite them, right? I mean, you know, it's, I, I don't mean to dismiss the question, um, but they have the medicals. What do we know? If they didn't get a full, if they, if, if their evaluation on Rondale Moore was incomplete, I feel like I said the same thing about Caleb Farley yesterday. If their evaluation on Caleb Farley had been incomplete because of, what the, you know, this draft, pre-draft process, more normal than last year, but still not completely whole. If there are still uh, gaps in your medical evaluation, then don't do it. I would have said the same thing about Caleb Farley. John Robinson said our, our medical staff has seen uh, a bunch of injuries in the NFL. Uh, they are very confident in what they see and what he will be able to do uh, when he is fully right. So if the medicals are there, do it. If not, don't. Just that easy. Last one for the day. Which former Vols player gets drafted first, Trey Smith or Josh Palmer? 82% are saying Trey Smith. 
Uh, I mean, Mac, Maxine, I mean, he said today is, is Trey Smith's day. Now, I'm not disputing that the second or the third round is uh, Trey Smith's day, but I, I have a sneaking, I'm not going to say that Josh Palmer is going to be picked first because I don't think that would happen, but I would be shocked to see Josh Palmer not go today. NFL people are in love with this guy, and Tennessee did him dirty by not allowing him to showcase more of his ability. <laughs> I could see, I could very much see Josh Palmer being taken over Trey Smith. I mean, I imagine, you? I imagine Trey Smith has fielded as many questions about blood clots as Caleb Farley has about his back. That's it's a just, good but it feels like the type of thing that will make a prospect fall. Just thinking about the longevity of his career, just his entire career arc, long term for Tennessee, it was about okay. Can we get him back to play out his senior year to be able to improve his draft stock? And they did. He had no issues. But in terms of a 10-year NFL career, even if everything checks out, uh, teams are still going to have doubts, right? Oh, sure. No, I, 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 I'm, it's, it's honestly I should be fine the more that I say it because I should find a different way to say it. But people are looking for reasons not to draft you. <laughs> That's what this is. Trey Smith has that. As a, we won't call it recurring, but he has that on his track record, for lack of a better term. Um, and for more hot takes like that, you can listen to the Ultimate Tennessee Podcast with Lucas Panzeca every Wednesdays with Will Bowling. Every Wednesday with Will Bowling, who is currently making sure that everything runs smoothly here on 104.5 The Zone TV. The fun continues. Tonight we will see whether they create more draft capital for themselves whether they do what I would think to be a little bit untenable and trade up and who they end up selecting. I think it is going to be fascinating, and I think they're in a good spot. I mean, it just it, all of this is, like, I'm not going to sit here. I, I open the show with this, right? I'm not going to sit here and give you draft grades after this is done. We don't know. I'm not going to sit here and tell you who's risky and who's not. We really don't know. I mean, we know who has greater risk associated with them. But... If the Titans come away this evening with a wide receiver, a tight end, and an outside linebacker, and here I'll even order them for you, a tight end, a wide receiver, and an outside linebacker, in that order, I would be quite satisfied with what they have been able to do. I've been quite satisfied with the amount of sh- with the shows that we have done. This week they have been spectacular The entertainment is going to continue live here from 55 South in Brentwood. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy rounds two, three, four, five, and six, and seven of the NFL draft. We'll be back on Monday to recap all of it with you here on 104.5 The Zone.